welcome to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the 5th Edition of Dungeons and & Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here. And Kelly. And welcome back to Hashtag RPG at Day 2022. We are over halfway at Day 18. And Kelly. Yes? Where is your favorite place to play? (laughs) Well, I would have to say at my local game store right now, if I can get one of the private rooms. Uh, Because then I get the luxury of being able to have game store all around which i love supporting my local game store especially this one because it has a pub in it it's got a tavern <laughs> in the back heck yeah um so uh, i get the best of all worlds um in, in that environment mm-hmm. so i can socialize with other gamers i can grab a drink you know alcoholic <laughs> or non-alcoholic snacks but with the private room, we can still, when we shut the door, we can game and there's less noise interference, especially since we tend to record the games. Mm-hmm. So um, it's easier to stay focused on stuff. Now, that's not to say we haven't um, and don't have, you know, visitors just watch us play. Mm-hmm. We're totally good with that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but this way we get, you know. We can have it all. Oh, my God. Yeah, we can have it all. Mm-hmm. So um, I would have to say the game store. Um, the rooms, although I do remember the original game store that they had opened up uh, had that really nice private room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. With all the storage for all the miniatures, so you could just that, reach over and grab something for your table. So the new place is a, has smaller private rooms, but there are more of them. Mm-hmm. And it has the bar, which is great. <laughs> so, And they have a lot more tables in general. So it's so great because every time I go in, um, especially on the weekends, there's always games going on. And it, that's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I would choose that as my number one favorite spot to game. I would totally agree with you that, yes, your local game store is my favorite place. And for us, it's Tucson Games and Gadgets Mm -hmm. because, A, they've got the two great rooms. Used to be three, but one's in storage mode right now. And the fact you get the best of gaming at home 
in a private setting and gaming in public because you guys mm-hmm. can take a break. You can go to the bar in the back. Mm-hmm. Hell, you can order food and drinks and they will deliver. And they deliver them. to the room. It's yep. awesome. And, you know, for rooms, they now have reservations, which is nice. If you have a game store that you can game at, as talk to the guys that work there and the gals that work there. I know I don't mean guys as a gender specific thing. It's it's my gender neutral people people phrase. Mm-hmm. Totally ask them if if they do reservations, what the deal is for reservations, because most places, of course, will have some kind of they want a commitment that you're coming in so they don't waste the room and nobody gets to use it because mm-hmm. that's always bad for them. If you have reservations and you're not making them, always call ahead and give them the heads up or. Yeah. If you're really cool, message another gaming group so they can take your reservation. Well, I think that they, the venue might have a particular preference. True. So, you know, talk to your game stores. You know, if it comes to, you know, if you can't get a private room, ask if you can get that sweet, sweet spot up front of the store where people can walk by and watch you gaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about gaming at public. It, it does add something. Yeah. And it's definitely flare. freeing. And yeah, I mean, if if you have a private room, that is amazeballs. If not, at least you're in a cool, gamer-friendly environment. And let's be honest, how many times have we gone there and seen something cool and new on the shelves? Or more importantly, somebody in the group wanted a book and it's like, uh, can we order that special, you know? Yeah. I know. I put a special order in, you know, uh... At the oh. game store the last time we were there, so. Oh, did you? I did. Huh, they had the folios, the character folios, but they didn't oh, have a bard. Oh, so. that's right. Ordered a bard. I know they had so many extra of those. And by the way, what we were talking about is the D&D's Wizards of the Coast character folios. They are amazing. They really are. Yeah, especially if you're doing in-person gaming. So... Back in our day, we took the three ring binder and the baseball card holders and the paper <laughs> sheet holders and bootlegged our own ones with some trapper keepers. Oh, yes, the trapper well. keepers. But now I am going to have to say for my honorable mention, or rather my second favorite mm-hmm. place to game, is actually Roll20. <gasps> have you been seduced by the power of the Roll20? Let 20? me. Let me explain why. Because especially given today's climate, post-COVID, that type of thing, um, it allows people to game, even if they're quarantined, even if they're, you know, if they're, you know, if they, even if they're nervous about that type of thing. But mm-hmm. also, say your schedule is weird, you know, more people can sometimes get on the computer uh, then actually drive like one of our friends and uh, one of our, our games, she has to drive like an hour to get to the game store. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes that's not always doable, especially with gas prices. Come on. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? But, so roll 20 is a fantastic um, option for when either, you know, you just need to, you know, you have scheduling issues or if you have transportation issues, a group can still game if you get a computer. Mm-hmm. And most people do have access to a computer, Internet um, and and headphones. Uh, thank goodness. Um, so I at first I was like, what? Gaming on the computer? 
But really? a, ye- a year straight of doing it and it's finally made you a convert. A couple years because, of course, the quarantine. Um, uh, yeah. And you have your character. I mean, particularly for something like Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. because it was really geared for that initially. So it's got a lot of, um, stuff for that. You know, some of the other more obscure games that aren't really in it, um, or have specific, uh, um, they've got those API metric. scripts. Yeah, different, you know, might be a little more challenging. Um, but if you're talking like D&D, Genesis, Star Wars, those types of systems and stuff, those are all in and well tested and work really great. And you can have, you can have people from anywhere. Mm-hmm. in that game so you can like you you had a game that actually has is has international players yeah the the once a month city of mist uh-huh. game we've got one person from uh, the ukraine who's currently in poland she mm, wonder why that's, that's, yeah, wonder another why. one that's in the uk another one that's up in oregon who actually used to live in phoenix which is mm. funny and you know and then we got david who's here in tucson so we've got gamers from all over the place which is actually really nice because it is in roll 20 it's and fucking it's, fantastic and it's, it's actually bringing the gaming world closer together i think mm-hmm. and the nice thing is since it's an early morning saturday because basically for everyone's time zones that was like the one spot we could find it freedom is the nine to noon on saturday so i can literally just roll out of bed open the laptop on my lap and start playing right off the bat with- yeah because you know i'll probably be in the office on my uh, personal computer playing world of warcraft mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so there is something really really nice about the versatility of roll 20 because even like uh, tonight's dungeons and darkness We've got players, we've got one player that's, you know, technically at work, going to be on headphones, listening and playing by text in Roll20. Because, yes, your cell phone can play Roll20, for, especially for D&D. Yeah. I mean, and how many of us have had groups and somebody had to leave the group because, oh, they were moving or mm-hmm. they were, you know, being relocated or uh, that type of thing. or you know, or when we were young. Sorry, guys, I can't get a ride over. My mom won't let me, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roll 20 gives much more freedom to continue gaming and establishing. But it also has a whole community section. It's got forums. It's got, I mean, basically looking for a group. Yeah, it's got it's- exactly that, that you can find pickup groups. You know, there are mm-hmm. some some paid groups, which... I totally understand those because that that creates commitment, you know. Mm-hmm. And besides, it lets your GM buy buy modules on Roll Twenty because yes, they're not as expensive as the books. But if your GM buys them and has access to everyone getting to use them, it's a great boon for your table. I'm just gonna say. And why do you think I like to get you know get those for you in in Roll Twenty? Because you know, it's a great present for you, mm-hmm. you know, and this way and, and and it is technically free yeah yeah the the basic system you don't need to buy anything other than if you're going to run a lot of games you probably want to have a gm upgrade to pro which is about ten dollars a month which is nothing 
compared to all the streaming service stuff nowadays, because that way he can have like, say I do where I've got like 47 active games right now. Mm -hmm. So many games. Like I, I've been on roll 20 for a few years now and I, I don't pay for it because I don't need the bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. Now, if I were to go and do uh, start GMing. Yes, I would upgrade um, to the pay version so that I would have those access. I mean, it even has dynamic lighting. Mm-hmm. You can keep a part of your map <laughs> hidden and your players can't see it. Which How is many times, you know, yeah, when you're like gaming in person, <laughs> that it's like, Darn, they can see the map ahead of time, you know, instead of having to cover it or, you know. That um, spot over there looks important. Let's go check it out. Exactly. So definitely I still love the in-person and I love gaming at the game store. But my I have to give a number two call out to Roll20 just because it is it's allowing so much more gaming. Mm hmm. And and that's not to say there are people that we do roll twenty with that we still game in person with. Oh heck yeah. Mm-hmm. But so of course my honorable mention will of course be the kitchen table, because we all know gaming around your kitchen table is a whole ecosystem of gaming. <laughs> Come on, remember those days when we'd play on Saturday or Sunday and order a pizza and everybody would come over and game? Uh-huh. It was totally the breaking bread moment. Of course, this was many, many years ago. Do you know, do you know the podcast is going to be hitting a decade next year? It has been over 10 years because, of course, we were doing that before we started podcasting anything. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I know. If we could have recorded some of the uh, Company uh, of Valor. Or the Deadlands game. Oh, the Deadlands game. Ah, oh, man. Some of that one would have been very cool, you know. And, of course, that was the old Deadlands, which, you know, is not like the new Deadlands. Uh-huh. And the first Scion game. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the first The original Scion Ragnarok game. and Roll. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Val. Oh, well, Val, you know, it's Trixie's the one that you got to give sympathy to. But That's no, true. Val was, Val was a, a survivor. <laughs> Val took on a life of her own. Yes, she did. And it was beautiful when your players' characters do that. (laughs) I still have all those little stories that I wrote with her. You should totally shoot them to me and post them. (laughs) I'll have to put them in order because uh, what we're referring to is when we originally started playing Scion, um, we had – this was the group that was predominantly Acer – um, there were, he would give us homework, so to speak, mm-hmm. especially if we were, had to take a hiatus because, uh, two of our players traveled, um, and they had to come down, they had to drive like two hours just to get to the game, you know? So sometimes we had to take hiatuses due to school or that type of thing. So, um, Jim would make us do what we call interim. What did you, what have you been doing in the interim? You know, what has your character been up to uh, in the interim since we last met? So I had actually written on, on like, I don't know, like 
eight little minute like we're talking just like two page stories you know two mm-hmm. well anywhere vignettes. from anywhere from yeah you know two to four page uh stories and especially after she had gotten her wear gelts mm-hmm. um she she wrote a couple of those uh for that uh and of course, as a GM, I used to reward my players for doing this because uh, like in you Scion, get little, you get a you little get, extra XP. You get drops of experience, you know. So that way, when you're getting like 10 to 15 experience points, that's a big drop. Mm-hmm. Because and this I, way, you get the reward for that's a very in depth story. That's adding to your character's backstory. And I always gave you. Um, extra like characters a new enemy and a new ally yeah you could always employ like one of the stories is about my ex the character's Mm ex-husband you know or that he's in there so yes um, my secret base was uh five experience for your story five experience if you have an ally five experience if you have an enemy that survives the story because killing them off doesn't really help much and then another five if you had some kind of personal growth happen mm-hmm. and that way you know that 20 experience really did cash in for for a nice bump yeah and see and i didn't even know that specifically i was just writing a story mm-hmm. so um uh yeah, yeah. i've given you if, well, see, and the thing is, the beauty, her ex-husband could go either way. Mm-hmm. He could go goody or baddie. Exactly, because I interrupt his, uh, they were going to, a titan was going to try and tap him. Mm-hmm. Um, and sent the other titan, uh, the scion who was uh, uh, titan aligned um, until I killed her. <laughs> <laughs> but. He was, I knew he was going to be tapped, so I gave him, you know, hey, you know, just as an <laughs> FYI, you might want to hear him out, you know, type of thing. I know who your papa is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he could go either way. Mm-hmm. And we had this history. And it led to other histories. Mm-hmm. Which made for, for good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you immediately in your head canon can pull back on old stories to immediately have information they can throw out there. Yeah. Because think about it. Players just like GMs. It's hard, hard to come up with something on the spot. Yeah. But if you oh. write a little two, three page, you know, something, you've got you've got head canon there to, to back you up. Yeah. And another call out for Roll20. And, and uh, because when we were gaming... And we game in person. I have a game journal that I would mm-hmm. write down. And uh, my game journalers are uh, even color coordinated. I have different <laughs> color pen for different games. And I use that pen <laughs> specifically so that if I'm flipping through my game book, I, or my, my game journal, I know by the color, the main color. What oh, okay. The, or yeah, exactly. Which game, game I'm doing. Um, uh, with roll 20, you can actually, you know, type up a word document while you're gaming. So it's a little easier to, you know, do that mm-hmm. type of thing. Of course, it's not as pretty. You know, I mean, I have this rainbow colored, 
<laughs> by the time and I like to do little drawings and, and you know, which I, I don't do on the computer. But Adorable uh, little doodles. Little doodles. And of course, as a GM, I will totally throw it out there for Roll20. When you open a character as the GM and you click the edit button, there's two fields you can type in. One is the bio tab, which the player can see. The other is the secret GM only tab that only you can see. So what? if you ever want to keep notes on your players, you can put them there and don't have to worry about them ever seeing it. Yeah, I had no idea. So if I were to ever upgrade? Uh, no, no, it's only it's the only GM yours, who created the game. lobby. Yeah, ah. so it's the GM who created the lobby and anyone you promote to GM. Because, by the way, as someone who has a free account, a cool thing you can do is create the lobby, create the, the, the you know, the, the game system, the character sheets, the lobby, and then promote someone else to GM. Okay, well, then, if that's the case, we may have to try it out. I may have to, you know, our discussion, uh, what, I can't remember which day, you know, maybe <laughs> I'll... Try my hand to game master. I do believe you're referring to the who would you like to game master you or dungeon mastery for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I picked you. Are you kidding? Megan had me make her a uh, Skittermander one. Skittermander. It's the Pathfinder Star Wars game. Basically, it's fantasy, but Star Wars. And Skittermanders are these cute little alien guys that look like Stitch. From Lilo and Stitch. Oh, I know who Stitch is. <laughs> the, you, you played that one shot once where we played them. The little furry guys that are all different colors. Nope, not me. No, oh, no. maybe you did. Yeah, you have maybe you just sat in with us. Sat in nope. as we were playing that. Nope, that, I would have remembered cute little furry guys. But it's an adorable mission where you basically fail yourself to either save yourself or die. Nope, don't know this one. You were hired by this guy to to salvage a ship, and as soon as he stepped into the ship you're salvaging, he got murdered. So it's now up to the rest of you who can't fly to save the day. Yeah, no. Um, But with that ability, then I can see if gemming is something that I want to do Mm -hmm. without making the full investment into upgrading my uh, Roll20 account to GM if I'm – if I'm not going to do it, if I find, nope, sorry, not for me, I Very don't true. have to invest. So. And if you've, on Roll20, if you've purchased D&D books, you have access to making characters with the Character Mancer, which is a character builder that literally in like five minutes you can make a D&D character of any level. You just have to go through each level choices. So uh, Roll20, Kitchen Table. And big damn cool gaming stores. Yep. I think that covers of where our favorite places are to play. And, I think so. And I think everywhere else besides there's totally in that list. They're just further down. So <laughs> get your games and play wherever you can play. I have played on the beach before in an RV <laughs> on the beach when I was a kid. That was fun. I think the weirdest one I ever did was playing an RV on the road. It was and we, we used the D6 system because those don't roll off the table. <laughs> <laughs> we surrounded each player, put their books on the table, and made a little trapezoid of jail. But 
That's probably something for another day. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening. And we are mostly halfway through the month of August. September's coming up for RingCon, Tucson Comic Con, your murder mystery. So I do GM. Yes, see, you totally GM. You host a murder mystery at a convention. And by the way, uh, I totally have been sharing it with people. So (laughs) a few people are already uh, getting ready to sign up as soon as the option is available on the website for Ring on Games. There's about 30 slots. Yep, and they will fill up quick, as they always do. Alrighty, guys, thank you for listening, and have a great evening. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash CPPN to never miss a show or stream.